So welcome everyone to You and Everyone Else, a podcast about all things relationships. Um, this will be our first ever Skype, well I guess this is Google Hangouts, um, <laughs> but our first ever episode we're recording separate from one another. Um, I know. So uh, I'm Alex Stewart. I'm Haley Bachman. Uh, and this will be, what is it, our sixth episode. This is kind of cool. Sixth episode. So uh, this week Haley and I talked about like what we want to even talk about with everything going on in the world. Um, and we kind of thought that doing like a catch up between us would be a good idea. Um, because for those of you who don't know, I actually moved back home to Ohio. So Haley and I used to be roommates. And then because of all of the coronavirus stuff, I made the decision to return back home. So we're no longer living together. And uh, it's been, it'll be almost a week since we, since I moved out. Um, and so what we thought would be beneficial would be kind of modeling a catch-up conversation. It's going to be our actual catch-up conversation. Um, but hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this and you're feeling the same things that we're feeling, that you at least feel, um, like you're not in this alone. Definitely. It's, I don't like, I don't like hearing that we used to be roommates. We're just gonna say that we're still roommates. We're roommates forever. (laughs) That's so sad. I know. Um, so I told you about this before the recording, but I have an idea for a new kind of intro piece. Okay. Um, so my good friend John in Athens, Ohio, kind of would every time we would gather with this group I used to meet with, he would always ask us, what is something good in your life? And I've latched onto that and I really, really love this question. And so I think a great way to start, you know, our actual episode would be uh, asking each other, what is something good in I your like life? It. So Haley, what is something good in your life? Wow, you really stop and make me think. Um, you That's know why what? I didn't tell you the question before. I know, <laughs> I know. I mentioned this in the last episode, I, I guess it was our last episode, or episode before that, um, before the one with Constancia, but I selfishly have been begging and praying for things to slow down for a very long time and so something really good in my life right now is that because I was not I was forced you know to not leave my home I finished a 30 page paper I had been working on and literally I'm so excited to have it done (laughs) because it just it just feels like a weight is off my shoulders and even though it's a just a draft paper um for my research it feels good to have it done and in the process I thought no way is this gonna turn out okay like I just want to get it done this is not my best work yada 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 but I end up feeling a little more satisfied with it than I thought um and so I'm really I'm just so glad it's done oh my goodness I'm so glad it's done um so Anyway, yes, that's definitely something very good in my life right now. Yay. Well, congrats on finishing your paper. Oh, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> what is something good in your life, Alex? Um, you know, I, I literally drove across the country this week, which was tedious and annoying. Um, and so I feel like I have so much to be grateful for because I'm not driving anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so I think right now I think the thing I'm the most grateful for is like this sense of community around streaming services I know this is like a weird abstract answer 
But um, I recently watched the documentary Tiger King, as apparently all living people have. Yes. And I just love that I can go on Twitter and Instagram and, like, feel the sense of camaraderie with people who are posting pictures and memes and funny things from it. Um, Because it's like, oh, this is an inside joke that we both get, but I've never even met you. (laughs) So I just, I love that. That's really good. Um, And Tiger King was a blast. I thought I would hate it. You know, it would be just a random trendy thing, but I really enjoyed it. And it was wild from start to finish. (laughs) So I'm hearing Tiger King is like the highlight of your life right now. Yes. Peak peak coronavirus stuff. I watched the first episode last night. And I, like, don't know if I have the courage to keep watching. Like, I literally... You got it. <laughs> I, yeah, you're legally obligated to now. He is the wildest man I've <laughs> ever met in my life. Like, I am so worried about him. Um, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And the other piece is, so in the first episode, they brought up uh, the shootings at the Zanesville Zoo. I so saw that. I remember that happening it was it was very weird to like have this this moment of like oh shoot that's right that was near my hometown yeah so um so if you're not familiar with ohio zanesville is like 30 minutes from my hometown in pickerington ohio it's like 30 to 45 minutes um and in 2011 there was i think it was a a guy who owned a a quote-unquote private zoo yeah, he had, like, 18 tigers or something. Yes, and somehow the animals got released. And I remember, like, the the news coming on. I don't remember if it was at school or if it was because of social media, but, like, Muskingum County in uh, where, where Zanesville is located, essentially that area being in lockdown because they were searching for these loose wild animals. It's terrifying. It was crazy. Um, so that was it was kind of like a, a weird Ohio moment, and I was like, oh, I remember that. And even when it popped up, because um, Alex had to go to Danesville um, recently to mm-hmm. go drop off the people she drove with. <laughs> <laughs> I should also probably talk about my... Which I literally have so many questions about, so I'm so <laughs> glad we're catching up. Um, but she drove with these people to Zanes- like through Zanesville, and as soon as it popped up, I was like, what are the odds that that is the town in Tiger yeah. King? Um, and not to mention, <laughs> like, literally... I, I felt the same moment of like, oh, that's really close. And when Tiger King was like, oh, I grew up next to the woman or a person, I don't remember who it was, who owned Lion Country Safari, which is in West Palm Beach. It's like 30 minutes from me um, right now. And so I was like, oh, Whoa. that's weird. Like, what are the odds that both of these are so close to us? Um, it's just funny. So anyway. That. It was, it was weird. It was very, it was a weird little, little space. But I, in the moment I was watching, I was like, Alex has to watch this. I was like, oh, she already did watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very glad that I did. Um, so, yeah, I guess I should, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my cross Oh my gosh, journey. I want to hear about your drive, please. Please this tell everybody good. who you rode with. Oh, yeah. So this is what our friend Weston has called Operation Grandma Uber. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, when, when did this happen? I'm trying to remember the timeline. So not last week, but the week before, um, Florida Atlantic University, where I work and go to school, essentially announced like all of our operations were going to be moved online for work. And then for the rest of the semester, all of our classes were going to be online. And so I had this moment of like, well, shoot, why am I here? then? <laughs> um, because it only felt like things were escalating and getting worse. And 
to be honest, I, I wasn't job searching in Florida. I'm not interested in living long term in Florida. And so because all of these things were moved online, it kind of felt like Florida became the middleman for me. Um, and so I, you know, gave a quick call to my mom and I was like, I, th- I think I'm going to come home. And she was like, what? <laughs> it's, it's March. And I was like, well, everything's online for the rest of the year. I, I don't need to physically be here to complete this. So I'm going to come home. And she was like, okay, cool. And she was looking at flights and, and talking about maybe coming down to see me. But my mom actually works uh, for a hospital in Zanesville. And so if she were to get on a plane and come see me, then she would have to be quarantined for a certain period of time before going back to work. And so we were trying to figure out what other options were available to us. And conveniently, her boss actually had her two parents living in the South Florida area. And so when they connected and my mom was like, well, my daughter is driving to Ohio and your two parents need to come back to Ohio. Why don't they just all drive together? So on Monday uh, of this past week, I got in a car with two strangers, this 70 year old couple. Um, and drove across the country back home. So it is um, wild. It was it was certainly strange. I remember telling my friends, and they were like, "Wait, you don't know these people?" <laughs> like, no, I don't. And they're older, at risk, riding with me. I'm going to Clorox my car. I know. Like, I literally wiped everything down. Um, yeah. I made a joke to my supervisor that I'm like their armed guardian. That like I needed to have been, <laughs> you know, strapped down with like Lysol and Clorox. Clorox wipes. Um, um, so they ate tuna in your car. What else was the mo- was there anything that was like this was surprisingly went surprisingly well, or this was like this was not great? Yeah, I mean, I think because of the situation, we were all on our best neutral behavior. You know, like mm-hmm. no one brought up controversial topics. We, you know, we we tried to like not have those kinds of conversations because, um, just you know from my knowledge of where they're located, they're from uh, rural Northwest Ohio. So making some assumptions about who they voted for. And I think seeing me as this like black woman with a septum piercing, they also (laughs) made some assumptions about who I voted for. Um, And so I think they, we both were just like, yep, yep. Not going to talk about it. Uh, (laughs) Which is hard because this is like such a politically charged atmosphere right now Um, I mean it always has been especially with the election coming up but like especially now so um with the virus and everything so it's just that's I'm proud I'm proud of both parties yeah (laughs) so I think we both kind of unspoken had this thing of like let's just put our heads down and get to Ohio because that's really Mm. all we need to do yeah um so it was it was actually totally fine they I tried to do they were very nice. You know, I, I asked, like, what music they liked so that I could download some songs on Spotify. Because um, when you nice. drive through, like, you know, Virginia or West Virginia, you're not going to have any freaking cell service. Um, so I, I did some research, and they were both like, oh, we'll listen to whatever you want to listen to. And I was like, I don't no. think you want to listen to freaking three brothers from Huntington, West Virginia, answer <laughs> questions on Yahoo Answers. I don't, I don't think you do. <laughs> like the podcasts I listen to are like you know the worst idea of all time which is two boys from New Zealand watching the same movie every week for a year I love that so much (laughs) and something tells me that wouldn't be um super up their alley 
so I opted for Script Notes, which is a podcast about screenwriting. It's kind of neutral, you know, like it talks about you know, what makes a good screenplay, how do you become a screenwriter, um, and we all kind of watch movies, so I figured that was kind of nice and neutral. And then we also listen to NPR's Life Kit, so they have like 20-minute episodes about um, everything from like how do you de-stress on the weekends to how do you, you know, start enjoying working out. So it was nice and neutral. And then, that was good. you know, special shout out to the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack because uh, the two 70-year-olds in my car were very impressed at my music choices because they were surprised I knew the songs. Um, That's so, hilarious. You know. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy pulls everything <laughs> I was about to say, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is the true hero here, bringing everyone together right. across generations. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with me having been gone for a little bit, aside from watching Tiger King, what have you been up to? How have things been? Oh, you know, they've been okay. <laughs> I am an extrovert, so I'm, like, slowly withering and dying inside. <laughs> um, I can't get out and appease my, my extrovert self, and so me trying to, like, draw energy is very hard. Mm-hmm. Um... Zoom calls have kept me alive. The other day, I, like, clearly took what could be a phone call for work into a Zoom call, and <laughs> my boss, Jody and Chrissy were both, and my, uh, my, the other person that works in my office, Chrissy, she, they go, you know, you could have just, like, called one of us, and they were like, are you lonely? I was like, yes, I'm so lonely, <laughs> like, this is, this is awful, um, and I have, like, regular people I've kept in my bubble, um that I know where they've spent their time and so like Jackie and David um my two friends well I guess David's my boyfriend but also my friend <laughs> um he's also my friend this is the episode um, where you friend zone David sorry David <laughs> that's okay he's been friend zoned so many times by me um so the no the I know his. I know he's only really spending time with his mom, so I know where and I know where she's been, which is at home. And then she's only and Jackie's only been spending time with her family, and I know where they've been because her dad and I work together. So they just, you know, my circle has been kept tight. So that's really what I've been doing is occasionally seeing them. Um, but I also was like, man, I gotta get on the hype of Love Is Blind because <laughs> I watched. I don't know if any of y'all watched The Circle, but The Circle was so good. And I want another season right now. But while I'm waiting, I was like, I guess I should watch Love is Blind because I got to watch all the reality on Netflix. Um, Until I've been binge watching Love is Blind. And I'm so concerned for some of the people. There's this one girl in there that definitely has a drinking problem. And I really, (gasps) they have not addressed it. I know. They haven't addressed it. And I'm really worried about her. And, like, every time they drink, she gets super drunk. And, like, picks a fight and clearly is unhappy with her life. And I'm just like, oh, no. Someone check in on her. Um, She shouldn't be on the show. She should get some help. Uh, So, anyway. um, I wonder if they will address it. They kind of did yesterday. She just, like, apologized. Uh, yesterday. Uh, the episode I watched yesterday, she kind of, like, apologized for drinking too much at one party thing they went to. Um, but that's not – she just said, I'm going to get better at handling it. And I was like, oh, no. I think, I think you need to talk to somebody. Um, anyway. So, but, yeah, I've been binge-watching things and um, reading a lot. I've been reading a lot of articles. And – because I, I love this one website – 
called Desiring God. It has my favorite um, pastor. His name is John Piper, and so I listen to him a lot. And so I've been, like, binge reading, I guess, um, articles by him. And to be honest with you, I realized yesterday that, that all of that was not very healthy. Um, yeah, so I, like, hit a wall yesterday. And I don't know if it's because... I haven't been, like, seeing people I hit a wall. I don't know if it's because I watched too much Love is Blind that I hit a wall. It definitely wasn't the articles. Those were those were productive for me. But the the other thing was, like, dang, I'm, I'm like, super into escapism right now. Um, so, wait. What, but I feel like that's – Oh, sorry. What made you – No, go ahead. What made you realize that this was, like, unhealthy? Like, when was the moment that you were, like, oh, shoot. Like, I don't feel good about this. Um, probably on my, like, fourth episode of Love is Blind, I was, like, (laughs) I, like, took a break, and I started to work on something I was doing for work, um, and realized that I took myself out of something that wasn't reality, and put myself into something that was, and just, like, felt myself hit this wall of, like, oh, I've been, like, really immersed in something that's not very healthy in the last couple hours which um and and then I went on that desiring god resource or whatever and one of the articles was how do I not feed my like coronavirus fears or whatever Mm. and I read through it and literally his suggestion was like be sober-minded and stick to the realities of life and he like gave the realities and I'm a Christian so it was realities as a as a Christian and reality like based on what we believe but it was also just like realities in general and um and he said don't he literally like verbatim in his article was like movies do not deliver this kind of reality like (laughs) you have to be careful of what you consume and it's like he literally watched my whole life the last 24 hours and was like, stop watching TV. Um, and and so I think that's when I started to realize, like, oh, I have to be very careful of, like, what I consume um, and what kind of reality is it feeding in my head? Yeah. Um, or what kind of, like, fears is it feeding in my head? Because we're all alone a lot right now. Um, and I know you're, you're with your family, mm-hmm. so... But, I mean, still alone. You're not with someone else in your age range right now. And, yeah, and they go off um, to work during the day. So I'm I'm primarily here with me and the dogs. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the dogs are pretty great, though. Listen. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that that was something I realized yesterday was, like, oh, we have to be really careful of how we escape right now or how we keep ourselves busy because it could be – escapism before I like keep using that word let me like define (laughs) some of it like escapism um essentially is most people use it as a form to say you're being destructive because you avoid dealing with something yeah so you're like escaping by drinking or gambling or whatever um or like playing video games like for 20 straight hours or whatever like people will say that like those things are um or some people even binge eat, like, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, those can be forms of escapism. So it's, like, not doing um, things in moderation. Yes. And I also don't think it has to be super negative. I mean, it depends on how, what you're, like, what are you escaping? Like, if you're escaping something because it's been really hard to deal with and you just need an hour not to think about it, I don't think that that necessarily is always awful. Um if you are escaping for several hours on end and you're pretending like life isn't happening, that does not feel healthy. And so I think 
it's very easy right now for us all to practice so much escapism because we don't have anything else to do. Like, I can't go out and see my friends. I can't even go to work. Um, And so instead, I'm watching Netflix. I read a lot of fiction. So I've been reading fiction, um, which is a form of escapism, technically, if you do it too often. Um, Or, you know, just, like, spending hours on social media. Like, those things technically aren't healthy because they're not feeding reality they're they can often feed fears instead so i think the question and then moving forward is how do you balance your reality with you know your this escapism piece because i think for a lot of people right now reality kind of has to be you know the news or like turning on the tv for things that are happening live because if you talk about reality, the other piece is, I mean, you can go stand in nature, but if you're living in, like, New York City, that might not be super accessible right. to you. Um, so, like, I'm fortunate. I'm in the Midwest right now, and I can leave my house and walk down the street and not come into contact with a single person for hours. Um, <laughs> but if you live, you know, in California, etc., that might not be true for you. So how do you balance right. escapism with also staying grounded in what's actually happening? Yeah. I think you should log before you do any practice of like immersing yourself back in reality. Um, if you're exiting escapism to some degree, I would log your realities. So like I, I logged my realities yesterday of like, I know this is true regardless of a virus, regardless of whatever. Like I didn't base it in like the world's current circumstances or my current circumstances. Instead, I based it in like, this is true no matter what, and this will be true for me um, a thousand years from now. Like, this is true. Um, And so I logged that because I don't want to immerse myself in the reality of the world even, um, technically, because this is not constant. Like, the the virus doesn't, like, this isn't going to rule our lives forever. So if you if you stay immersed in that too much, you that also feeds your fears. Yeah. So, like, I think it's a healthy thing to know what's going on, and you should watch the news and check up on Twitter occasionally just so you're, like, aware. Um, but you don't want to think too much about it. So I'd say first log the realities, and the way I, I would base it is, like, what is true for you despite any circumstance? Mm-hmm. Like, this is true no matter what. It's almost like a compass. Like, this is your true north. Yes, I love that. Um, That's exactly it. So, like, logging that and then realizing if you can after, because that that can be, like, a grounding exercise, um, then watching things that maybe aren't necessarily reality, you can keep those. They're already in your brain, which Mm -hmm. is good. Um, I just wouldn't watch for too long um, unless you don't think you can handle it. So I, like, clearly stopped watching Love is Blind yesterday. I just turned it off for the rest of the night and because it was feeding false fears of, like, um, it was feeding fears of, like, like financial security or romantic relationships or whatever. Like, it, it was feeding fears that, you know, that weren't healthy and, like, weren't reality. And so then I decided to turn it off. And literally, I know it sounds stupid, but I turned on Tiger King because it literally <laughs> – not that Tiger King solved all my problems yesterday, but it also was something that had nothing to do with any fear I have. Like, I have mm-hmm. no fear You're not stressed about, about lions. I'm not stressed about lions. And, like, yes, I care if animals are exploited and kept in cages, but it's also not something I think about on the reg. So – yeah. You know, something something like that that didn't associate with anything that's been, like, deep-seated in me sure. for some time. 
I think that was more healthy. He also feels like such a huge character that sometimes it's hard to believe that this is happening in our world. You know, like just because of who like Joe Exotic is, sometimes you're like, damn, like this happened here in these United States on this world. I know. That's exactly it. Um, That's exactly right. So you can't relate with him. And because you can't relate with him, he's really not going to feed to anything that's in your soul. So So you're saying the Tiger King solved all your problems. Tiger King solved all my problems. I just needed that sound bite. Thank you. (laughs) No. on my tombstone and i'll like forever regret it um or twitter bio that's a funny twitter bio um anyway so that was something i just noticed yesterday that can be very dangerous about like us spending so much time home alone um do you have you found any of that to be true for you alex right now i think so i think it's hard sometimes because it is so easy to get caught up in I'm a video gamer, so, like, you know, I, I love to play video games just because, and it is definitely mm-hmm. very difficult to not, you know, want to just spend eight hours on Stardew Valley working on my farm so that I don't <laughs> think about the coronavirus, but instead I think about, you know, giving flowers to pretty girls to like me on a, a game. Um, <laughs> so I, I definitely find that that piece is true, and I think that the way that I've coped with this is... Number one, it's been by cleaning. So because I just moved back in with my dad, also for my sake, I like to know that like things are in order and and clean and stuff. So cleaning has been super helpful. And then um, I also think that taking time to make art without other distractions has been helpful. So a lot of times what I've done in the past has been I'll paint and then I'll also watch TV. But I think to kind of... uh, in with your piece about escapism I'm not being fully present in the moment when I'm doing that and so like sitting down and sketching and not doing anything else or even just like sitting down and sketching and and listening to like music um, or like painting and doing something small is good because it feels like I'm I'm being a little bit more present so it's been super helpful and then also playing with my great dogs not to brag but not to brag but one of them is a puppy and very very cute and the other is named copper and also very very cute um i think those are good things i like what you said about doing something without a distraction Mm -hmm. i think that's that's key um because it will still be escapism if you're doing it with a distraction like you want to do something that fully immerses you in a reality so that it's not feeding fears so that you're not escaping whatever um, you feel like might be too stressful to deal with. I think, I think those things keep us grounded. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I was already trying to practice some of this before all of the coronavirus stuff, because I'd had a really insightful conversation with my therapist about like ways to be mindful. Um, Mm -hmm. I suffer from uh, general anxiety disorder. And so I tend to get like very anxious about things and not be, I think what happens is my anxiety keeps me pulled from the present. I'm, like, so focused on those what-ifs and those future things. And especially in a situation like this, right, where there's there's so many what-ifs because there's just question marks all around. Um, so I remember having this conversation with my therapist, and she and I were talking about mindfulness techniques and whether I'd tried them before. And she was like, well, have you tried, like, yoga or meditation? 
And I was like, yeah, I've tried meditation before, but it just doesn't feel very productive for me. Um, so when I do yoga, I really like it because it feels like I'm earning those moments of stillness. Like after you've done 30 minutes of yoga and you can finally just like lay down in corpse pose, it feels so good because it feels like Mm -hmm. you've earned that. And she, she takes a beat and she goes, Alex, why do you have to earn your rest? And I was like, because I'm a wing three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I was like, oh, dang, that's a great question. And so I think um, even before all this was happening, it's kind of got me thinking more about like, why do I have this urge to be as productive as humanly possible? Um, Like, why can't I take a moment and give myself those pieces of rest? And so I've been trying to practice, you know, doing one thing at a time and just focusing on that one thing instead of listening to a podcast and painting or painting and watching TV, um, just like sitting and being present has been super, super helpful. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And and you're right, because there's so many question marks, it's very hard to stay present. Uh, But we will literally drive ourselves crazy if we don't. Yeah. So it's something I think we all should be trying and maybe just analyzing this week. In what ways am I escaping? In what ways am I staying mm-hmm. grounded in reality? Um, as you are kept in a tight space and you don't know how long that's going to be. So a practice, or not practice, but establish like good norms right now because we don't know how long. Right. Um, you know, we're going to be encouraged to stay home or I mean, my city's on a shelter right now. So um, we don't know how long those things will last. So definitely definitely something to consider and and establish as a norm your new norm i also think doing things with other people are helpful so like um you know if you're watching something maybe like doing a a netflix party and watching it with someone else so that you're not doing it because i think what happens is we because of everything that's going on it feels like we're almost in this bubble that we're contained and we're alone and we're isolated but by including someone else in watching that tv show or, you know, calling someone while you're washing the dishes or playing video games with another person, um, Mm -hmm. it can kind of make you feel, I would almost argue a little bit more grounded because you're, you're not physically with that other person, but there's another person included in your activity. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, try and be as social as possible. Um, even if you're not an extrovert like me, like I still think it's very important to practice that, um, we don't want to get too much in our heads so yeah. I think that's a good that's a very good idea Alex but yeah sorry that's my update on how yeah. I've been <laughs> existential crisis yesterday but still good so what are you looking forward to this coming week well I put in a new proposal idea at work of how we do online streaming um I work for a church and I oversee a children's ministry and we've been I, I tell a children's story every Sunday out of the Bible and we've been doing it on stage as like a family service where we normally would tell a regular sermon. Um, and to be honest with you, I was watching one that we had recorded and I kept looking at it and thought to myself, if I was a kid, I don't know if I'd watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's on an adult stage for right. lack of a better term. It's like a big church. my kids, yeah, it's at big church. Exactly. <laughs> I love calling it big church. My boss hates that. Um, but So I I asked if we could record in my room because I have like a classroom that's my room where my kids normally are every Sunday and it's very, very kid friendly and 
kids would be able to identify while they're watching. Like, that's our room. Like, this is my space. This is my story. But when they're watching on big stage, they just, I mean, you can't really associate. Like, I know kids watch, but I just don't think it's been very productive. And so I'm excited to see how that could work. And I want to incorporate, like, we normally do kids worship with, like, hand motions, and it's really fun. And so I want to try to incorporate that, too, because that has completely dropped off now that we're all remote. And it's just been a very unique time for churches because – church is so community based and like we are so used to seeing each other in person and to be very honestly my our my church has been awesome because my community is so well established like nobody has lost touch we all zoom all the time we still talk um it's been great but it is hard to be like okay now we are a fully online church um so it's just been Especially as program heavy as my church is. I mean, we ha- we do an intense amount of programming at my church. And so it's very crazy to think, how do we make everything online? Um, and also not to mention, like a teacher, I miss seeing my kids. Like, yeah. I see them every Sunday and they drive me bananas. <laughs> but they're also <laughs> the cutest little things. And like, I, I mean, I do what I do because I love them. Um, and so it's a little hard to to not see them so I'm going to this week what makes me excited is I'm trying to um try to instill a way to get to see them I'm gonna try to do a zoom call with their parents and ask if the kids can get on or something and I can just like talk to them and see them and like catch up with them because I have like 75 kids I normally see every week that I'm missing so uh I think it would be absolute chaos and so much fun so I'm gonna try to do that this week (laughs) <laughs> it would it would be wild. so much fun i love that <laughs> um what about you what are you looking forward to my friend uh sydney and i have been talking about playing Fortnite together uh and i think i'm i'm looking forward to to finding time to do that with her um again like video games are you know one of my favorite things on the planet a love language for it's, you. yeah <laughs> it's a secret love language um <laughs> And so if I get the chance to play that with other people, I get really excited. I think, and this is, you know, a a little bit, I guess, behind the scenes for me, but for a really long time, I've always felt that it's very difficult to find community in video games because, I mean, number one, I'm a woman that plays video games. And so when I get on the microphone, you know, people are idiots. There have been times where it's, you know, totally fine and chill, but there's also times where I'll get on in Call of Duty or Fortnite and people will lose their minds because they hear a feminine voice. A woman. <laughs> that I think for a really long time I felt isolated in my video game like identity, I guess. And so to have another person, and especially mm-hmm. another woman to play video games with is very exciting. Um because I I love I love doing it and to do it with other people is really cool. Good. Well thanks everybody for yeah, listening to us. I'm so excited. Oh, if anyone wants to play video games with me <laughs> My, I, I have a PlayStation, so you've got to have, you know, PlayStation, but my gamer tag is RM4, the number four, and then doubt, D-O-U-B-T. Um, if you want to play video games with me, that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, I, I can't ask that, but I have a Wii. In our, Does in the count? apartment? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> Just create those oh, little wee guys. They're so cute. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, so me. Like, that's I mean, what it's we're called. we're still. I guess I people 
behind the curtain. So Jackbox Games is, they are selling games discounted right now. So I was thinking I could get uh, a a Jackbox set and we could see if any of our listeners want to play a game with us. We can do like a Zoom call. Okay. That would be so much fun. Cool. Okay, sweet. I'm well, thank you it. everyone for listening, and thank you Kevin MacLeod for intro and outro music. It's called Funko Rama. You can find all his information in the description box. Bye, everyone else. Bye, everyone else. <laughs>